here's a big tip. If you want to get the best editorial photographers, I don't mean commercial photographers, I don't mean marketing photographers, I don't mean corporate photographers. I mean photographers who are used to taking photos for the media. Hi, I'm Cameron from Smooth Digital and welcome to Tea with Toby, the show where we ask and answer the questions that are playing on the minds of the care sector's business leaders. This episode is sponsored by Every Life Technologies and I'd also like to thank Google for allowing us to use their podcasting studio. So to kick off the show, I'm going to pass over to our marketing strategy director, Toby Ali Usman. Thanks, Cameron. So for those of you that are new to the show, just to give you a little bit of background on us. So we're Smooth Digital and our ultimate aim is to help home care businesses and care home businesses maximize their ability to provide the very best care in their communities. Now we know as care business leaders, you face challenges. So we want you to be, we want this to be your place where you could sit back, put the kettle on, enjoy a couple of t- a cup of tea and listen to a growth focused conversation take away some notes and implement it into your business. Now, on that note, I wanted to welcome Adam James from Spring PR into the business. Welcome to you with Toby. Thanks very much, Toby. Thanks very much, Cameron. A very grand welcome it was too. And lovely to be helping you out and to be uh, speaking to your listeners and viewers. So yeah, I'm Adam James of Spring Up PR and essentially, what we do is um, we help uh, residential care providers, specialist care providers, get more inquiries and feel better faster through PR and marketing. That is, in a nutshell, what we do. Um, and uh, we have a website and everything you can go and check out. But I won't bore you with that now. I'll be very happy just to uh, you know, get chatting with you, Toby and, and Cameron, and uh, see how we can help our viewers and listeners. Mm, excellent. So let's jump straight in in Tea with Toby fashion. Let's start from the top. So for those people that don't really know, what is PR and how can you use it in a care home? So many, many care providers come to us with one you know, problem, which is they might be wanting more inquiries. They want to fill their beds faster. They want to increase their revenue faster. But it usually comes down to getting more inquiries. And as you know, Toby and Cameron's often as well the private pay. Uh, families who they're particularly looking for. So, you know, how does, how, how where do the inquiries essentially come in? Well, Toby, you, you work on the Google Paper Click and uh, that kind of intent, intent marketing. Um, but uh, another way also is that many, most care providers don't know this, their main essential way to get inquiries is through word of mouth, that classical, that classic phrase word of mouth when when a lot of care providers when we ask them okay where are your inquiries coming from they will say it's word of mouth word of mouth is the the word of mouth reputation is the is the uh is the key for for care providers particularly residential care providers so if you want more the the logic is very simple in, in one sense and this is where pr and marketing comes in if you want to amplify that word of mouth i.e you want more people to know about the good care that you provide then you have to find ways to engage with more people within 
for residential care providers, it's going to be the local area. So in a nutshell, PR is using um, you know, what we would call accelerated Facebook engagement, which is ongoing and regular positive media exposure, for example, which might be, um, uh, and that, that's the classic way to describe, if you like, PR is around regular and ongoing positive media exposure in the local area to raise the profile and help amplify that word of mouth reputation for a care home, for care homes. Mm. So loads of people watching this are probably thinking, yep, yeah, that sounds good. We want to do a bit of that. What's the process on actually getting a local, uh, let's say a local paper to actually pick up a story and, you know, talk about the home? Yeah, the great thing for all care providers listening to this is that your local journalists, and I include the radio, BBC Radio and local ITV, um, local ITV television and local BBC uh, television, is that journalists love care homes. They love what's going on in care homes because you and I know and everyone listening know there are many great stories within local, within care homes. Anything around dementia care, um, uh, the activities that you will be doing, the personalised care, the achievements of your staff. Dementia care is a big, big issue in the UK nationally. And, the, and care homes are full of great examples of positive interventions for people with dementia and people who are elderly and who need care. Um, and uh, the because you've got this great start, the great basis, which journalists do love, positive stories from care homes, that the, there will always be plenty of ideas of good stories within any care home that you can pitch and submit to the local, to, to, your, to your local journalists. So that's the first thing, that message I would like to convey is, because I know if I stepped into any care home listening right now, there'll be two or three or four or five stories off the cuff, which I would say, great, you need to be pitching this story, that story to, um, to your target media locally. So, I mean, that's the first thing I would say. Just, so just on that, let me ask you, what are the best stories which these, uh, these local media, radio, newspapers would like to hear. What are the ones that they usually pick up and go down well? Yeah, activities, the, the positive activities for residents. So whether that be, you know, the sort of fitness classes that you are doing, whether that, I mean, I'm just giving examples that we've helped providers with. That would be fitness uh, classes, that, that would be uh, date nights, you know, sometimes of a resident whose husband or wife lives outside the, the care home and they'll set up special date nights for them. It's a lovely little story. Mm. Again, around Valentine's Day as well, just an example that comes off, 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 the, off, off the cuff. Recently, some care providers we were working with, they were inviting local people who are lonely into their care homes for Christmas. Mm. What a lovely, lovely story. And then this whole idea of spending Christmas in a care home, what it's like, what you do, what's special. You know, it's a very important time of the year and residents are used to 
have spending family Christmas with their family, so what to care home to? Um, you know, a lot of uh, uh, you know, BBC local radio love insights on dementia as well. So if there's a specialist dementia interventions around reminiscence therapy, many care providers are doing a lot around reminiscence therapy, or a lot of their activities um, have a reminiscence element to it. And this is a wonderful story, again, that the local journalists like, because what you can ideally do as well is being this, what we would call, I'm a former journalist, and so this is the language I would use, is the human interest into any particular story. So if you've got a particular resident who is, I don't know, used to, now that resident will have a local, likely have a local background. They might be a, a teacher, or they might have been, a, you know, worked for a particular company, or they'll have some local connection. And they might be gaining from reminiscence therapy or a particular activity that the care home is doing. And you can bring all the story, you know, 99% of the time residents or their families are happy to consent on this. You can talk about their story, their life story, and how their care home is now helping and supporting them with personalized care um, with a particular activity or a particular intervention or a particular support. The journalists love that because mm -hmm. it brings the human interest of a particular resident to life. Now, there will be some people who say, that's right up my street. Let's go in uh, mm. two foot deep. But there might be some people who say, you know what, actually, let me trial creating a story or press release myself. Is there a framework on what you should how it should be laid out that these journalists expect or yeah, is look, it more about? Yeah, that's a good question. Great questions. There are many ways to do it. Uh, what we would recommend is um, provide the story on a plate for your local print and online journalists. So, uh, uh, and I, I mean, again, our background is journalists, so we, we have that particular skill to write for journalists. But essentially, it is writing a completed news release of, let's say, 250, 300 words. Um, and it will have a nice, catchy headline. The headline is vital, vital. And you put that in your email subject line that you're sending to journalists, so immediately journalists can see it's what the story is. Mm. And then I write 250 words as a news release. Um, and it's important to bring in, it, it shouldn't be marketing, it shouldn't be sales, it should be about your story. And if you, the more you practice this, the more you get used to it, you can actually make sure that you want, you get that key messaging, to use a marketing term, within that story that you are presenting on a plate to a journalist. Um, 250 words, good headline, really, really important, those first two or three paragraphs are really hard hitting, eye catching, and the journalist say, yeah, great, this is the story. And the rest is bringing quotes and details, quotes from the home manager, maybe one of the residents themselves or his or her family, maybe another staff member. So you're bringing it to life with quotes and then you're inserting within that story details of the home, you know, where it is, what it does, what, what its specialism is, how many residents it looks after, all those kinds of key, key data, key information. Mm -hmm. And what's really, really important, really useful, is if you get some good editorial photos to accompany that story. 
So uh, here's a big tip. If you want to get the best editorial photographers, I don't mean commercial photographers, I don't mean marketing photographers, I don't mean corporate photographers. I mean photographers who are used to taking photos for the media, go to your local, um, your local media and ask them who's their best freelance photographer. Because that freelance photographer will then be the best person to capture photos of your story which you will be sending then to the, to the relevant media. And the great element to this is that A, those photos are yours. They were the best photos you can get of your home, so you can use them in a whole load of marketing and PR collateral. But that story, when presented on a plate, as I said to journalists, they're more likely to use, you know, m many, many times we've seen what might have been a quarter page in the local paper to be a full page. Why? Because they've just got great photos. And again, the local journalists love good photos that come, come with the story that you're presenting to them. So that's really, really important. Pitching to the local television and local, uh, local television and radio is a slightly different process, but particularly for print and online media, again locally, that, that would be the process to follow. So for someone looking to take the first step, newspaper versus radio versus television what would you say where would they start and what have you seen produces the best sort of response yeah look the activities because the one thing i know that every 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 uh, care provider listening now or watching will uh, be doing activities um and so let me kind of, let me give you an example. I'm going to oomph, many people know, might know oomph. And they're a major fitness um, class provider for care, care homes in the UK. And they do funky fitness classes. That's the kind of PR angle. They're doing funky fitness classes. So, you know, it might be, um, that I can even think, give you the headline, would be, you know, funky fitness classes, um, all, the, all the rage in so-and-so care home. There's the headline. You'll be sending that, and then that article will be saying, you know, um, uh, um, funky fitness classes are, you know, have, have become a, a big hit in, in so-and-so care home, and, and um, Julia, aged, aged 85, is a shining example. So again, you've got that rough headline, and then you've got the story, which would be all about these classes, how they, and this is very, very important. It's about how they benefit uh, people in terms of their fitness and well-being. So these particular uh, classes will be helping on a general stimulation, John, general physical and mental stimulation of, of people who are in their care, uh, under the care of the care home. Um, so you want to bring in, in, in that. And also you want to bring in examples of how those classes have helped one individual resident. That makes a big, big difference. Because again, it's that human interest that I was referring to at the top of this, um, of, of, of this show. Um, so if, even if you don't have these particular fitness classes, any, any aerobic classes, any kind of fitness class, for example, is a great way to start because I know that many of the, probably all the care um, providers listening will have that kind of story. So you get those elements to that story that I've just outlined. Um, 
and that would be a great way to start. I mean, it's something that you could start right right now. That's a really detailed break uh, breakdown. So thank you so much for that. I was actually also asking, would you? Is there a, a preference in marketing channel? Should they start with newspaper versus radio? Uh, you know, so with radio and television, what you have to think, I would do all at the same time, but all at the same time, it's slightly, you know, with these, let me give you the example of the fitness classes. Mm. So the good thing about fitness classes for television is it makes good film. It makes a good, it's good on camera to use the parlance. Mm. So the, the, the fitness classes where you have, you know, a group of, of residents moving and getting fitter and uh, enjoying themselves, works very well on camera. So again, if you would pitch that kind of story, um, especially if you've got a little bit of a unique twist to it, um, it's very, very, you know, it's very pitchable and a very appropriate story to pitch to your local television, yeah? Because it makes good, it makes good, it's good on camera. Mm. And the, let me just think if those who think are nervous about pitching and having the BBC and ITV into their care home, the great thing is those journalists actually working for the BBC or ITV, they, are, they know how to work with issues of consent, they around sensitivity. They're not going to just come barging into your home and take over and do whatever they want. They will work with you because they're after a good story but they can only get a story, good story from that's the language they will be using if they can work with you. So work around issues of consent, who's happy to be filmed, who isn't happy to be filmed. Those staff, the home managers who might be nervous about talking on camera, they'll help you with that. And there any ums and ahring and, you know, guffs, they'll edit out. Mm. So, you know, all those nerves that, that, uh, that a home might have about, pitching to the local television and being um, broadcast on local television. In turn, just on that point, you know, to get the BBC or ITV cameras to be broadcasting new positive news about your care home is, from a PR point of view, is very, very strong because it's, you know, it's 50, 100,000 people who will be viewing that on, on, on the television. It hits the right age group. And also you can then use that video, yeah, on your own website or wherever you like as, as kind of ongoing promotional marketing material. So going back to your question, Toby, yeah, any, every, all different stories. I, I would, any story that you're thinking of, you think, is that also pitchable to the television and radio? And do all of them mm. at the same time. Just for the audience, because we're talking a lot about the BBC and ITV, how do you actually get in contact with them, where would you find their details? Yeah, so the, the details you can find um, a number of ways. I mean, if, if those would be starting afresh, I would say, okay, go to the um, BBC and ITV websites locally and ring up and ask one thing. Now, uh, and, and ask, I would ask who the um, production or planning editors are for the BBC or ITV. These are people who are planning what their journalists are going to cover over the next two weeks. So if you can get their names and their email addresses, that would be a great, great start. Um, and also what you can do is if you can find out the name of the local journalist, local BBC or journalist, BBC or ITV journalist within your area, 
let's let's say it was um, uh, Toby Aliasman. Yeah. So let's let's say you were the local. I found out that you were the local BBC journalist for for my area. I can then introduce what your email address is because I know what the format of a BBC journalist is, and it's you'll have to double check. I can't remember off my head, but it's something like it would be Toby Ali. Uh, uh, Ali Osman at bbc.co.uk so you can deduce what their email address is another way and also you can get, you can contact them on Twitter mm. in particular Twitter is a good way to contact good them nugget. and you can start engaging having a conversation with them on Twitter so there's many ways to get to the right people Brilliant, brilliant so there's going to be some people who are thinking okay PR is definitely something I've heard a lot about it's something that people advise me to do. What sort of return to manage these people's expectations should they be expecting when it comes to PR? How does it affect? Yeah, yeah. So the, the uh, in return in terms of number of inquiries, in terms of, is that, is that how yeah, you... Yeah, what, what should it, should, should they be thinking they're going to get a certain number of inquiries? Should they be thinking it's yeah. the websites? Or what what yeah. should they be thinking? Yeah. Yeah, so our recommendation is that uh, the, the PR side should be used alongside other marketing methods as well. Well, essentially, uh, what, what, what you are trying to do is amplify that word of mouth, literally getting more people to know about you. Um, and that, that local journalist writing about you is one positive way to be reaching, you know, tens of thousands of more people. Um, so uh, in terms of what you would be wanting to see in terms of results of a dedicated campaign, I'm not talking one-off. Mm. You know, this is not like a one, you do it once a year and suddenly you're going to see so many more inquiries. You're not. It's, there's, no, there's no magic bullet here. So it has to be a prolonged campaign. And I would say to any care home listener, they should be looking to get at least there is perfectly achievable to get at least 10 positive pieces of positive media exposure per year per home mm. so you know those are that's the kind of strategy you're looking at so yes with that method together with um other other marketing uh, efforts you should be able to see and record a positive number of a positive increase in inquiries mm. um, so you know to give you some examples of the care providers we've worked with uh, and you can see that the, the cases on our website they can see over a six-month period 100% up to 300% more inquiries but you have to record you have to record inquiries where where, where exactly they are coming from yeah yeah, that's the, that's the key, uh, is that you have to have a system in place whereby you are meticulous in recording who's making an inquiry and where their inquiries are coming from. Because it's only, and you'll know this, Toby uh, and Cameron, it's only by having that method of inquiry recording that you can measure that ROI um, that um, you'll be seeking. And I, I also agree. I say I'm a big fan of saying being omnipresent is so, so powerful. You know, you could have, you know, an, a, a story in a newsletter. You could be, um, 
you can have a story in a newspaper, you can have, be doing leaflets, you could be up on Google, and someone might, first of all, search you, get the leaflet through the door, and then see the positive story in the newspaper. But what was it that made that person say, I'm gonna pick up the phone and call these people? Yeah. So being omnipresent is 2020 now, is, is, is huge. Mm. Now, I yeah. just wanna switch gears a little bit. Now, I've actually recommended, um, you're probably gonna be getting an email soon, someone to actually proactively start doing um, PR because they've acquired a care home and they have a low CQC rate and it requires improvement. Now for a home like that, it's been acquired, it requires improvement. What, what can they do and how can they use PR to sort of, you know, get more inquiries for it? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question, Toby. And, you know, it's the first question you have to ask is, okay, so you've got what requires improvement, but is actually that affecting you? So statistically, it is. Because yeah. people are coming to the site and they're not converting. That requires improvement is having an effect. Yeah, yeah. And that, that it will be the case that will be the case generally but I, I think that the question you have to ask is okay you know uh where's the data coming from that and how 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 do you know so because i think that yeah you you have to take that as a presumption but i think first question you do you really know that and i guess it, it depends because we know that you know a lot of uh people will be looking at the cqc rating mm -hmm. but there might be some other reasons that they really like the home yeah uh, and also, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of a particular care provider that we've been helping, is that they've been required improvements, um, not for particularly terrible reasons of quality of care. Okay, requires improvements, not great to have. But if they can get people to visit the home, they've got a very, very good conversion rate. So, um, uh, and that's because despite their CQC rating, which is not where they want it to be, they have other elements of their care which are actually very, very good. So, um, so uh, I guess probably what I'm coming at there is, yeah, that CQC rating is a, is a detriment, but um, there are positives that you might be wanting to look at. For example, if you have that good conversion rate, or if you have a conversion rate from someone making an inquiry, that conversion rate is still, is still very good, then you have to think, okay, so um, uh, how, how, can we, how can we promote everything that the home is doing well, despite that requires improvement, to help us negate that it requires improvement because people may think that um, you know requires improvement is a, is a is a is I mean it is, it's definitely negative. I'm not I'm not mm. disputing that, but it cannot be as bad in terms of getting inquiries as people may fear. There are other ways to circumvent it, and I'm talking here from experience. I know requires improvement home that is just ninety percent occupied pretty much the whole time because there's other things. I mean, they have a massive local presence, a very positive local presence. They're always in the media. Their Facebook page is what I would call on fire. They organize a lot of positive events. There are other variables within 
this. They are a, a, a rural home, so that perhaps make, makes a difference. But they're doing, you know, they're doing fine because I think there's another, another other factors that come in. And I think that in any PR, you don't need to mention your requires improvement. Where it becomes a real problem is if there is a terrible CQC report. And that, that can be a really bad blow to any PR. Mm. That would often be picked up by the media. So for those companies who do have the requires improvement CQC, maybe take out the positives of what they're doing, proactively promote that. And in the period, so for example, in this specific, specific um, circumstance, they're working hard to um, basically improve that. But in the interim, it's affecting them. So go out, promote the positive things that are happening in the home and sort of yeah, so yeah, I think they are, to answer your question, I probably went to it around about way, but yeah, you're absolutely right because there's even if your art requires improvement and your care is actually you know is 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 fine and good, which I'm sure it is. You know, it requires improvement. It doesn't mean your care is atrocious. Mm. Um, it, it would probably be a, 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 a rating well below that. Um, that that would um, be a result of if your care was awful. So yeah, there will be positives and you need to accentuate those positives and despite your CQC rating. And when you are, when you are talking to the media and sending out news releases to the media, you don't need to mention your CQC rating. The story is about what your particular good care is or what your staff are achieving. Look, I've seen, I've seen, we, I've seen care providers um, enter and win care awards, even though there are requires improvement. Why? Because they do have good care. That's, that's how it is. I'm not saying, just to be clear here, that requires improvement is a situation anyone wants to be in. We know it isn't, and care providers have to address that. But the message I do want to convey is you promote everything that's going well and good. Yeah. And in the meantime, you sort out your CQC rating. Brilliant. I'm just conscious of the time. I just want to get in another question. Um, I haven't even spoken to you about this, but I think it was you guys that actually uh, done the Facebook story that went viral. Uh, the one where... It, it was, the job. Was it? That, yeah, the Tell job. us a little bit about that and the sort of numbers that you experienced on that. Yeah, so, um, well, I'll get straight to the numbers. This is... Uh, 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 up for dispute, up for discussion, but I we think it was the, probably the, the most popular ever Facebook post about a care home, and it was a positive story. 14 million... It's a statement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 14 million people reached. Let me wow. repeat that. 14 million, 250,000 comments. Yeah, wow. that's on one Facebook post for a care home. And you know, it was part of... A, it all boils down to the fact it was a great story. And again, this is a story that not every, that probably other care homes will be familiar with. It wasn't something particularly unique. How it was presented, it was presented very well. And it was part of what we call an accelerated engagement campaign on Facebook, which is where you're trying to reach tens of thousands of people on Facebook rather than 100, 200, 300. So, you know, it requires a bit of thought. But um, uh, this particular post was about a care home that uh, at night its staff put on pajamas and um, why because when their residents with dementia leave might leave their room during the, the night 
they are reminded by the care home staff wearing pajamas that it's actually night time and they should return to bed. So it was a great example, a little example, but important about dementia care. And it was a very positive story on Facebook. And the beauty of it was we had pictures of the of the care staff in pajamas and we had uh, you know details about it we use emoticons a very useful way to to capture attention on facebook and the story it was all about the story presented well nice photos human interest um and it was a part of a campaign as well it was a fundraising campaign with the local stakeholders to build that relationship um and uh, yeah it, it went viral 14 million people over 10 days, 250,000 comments, something ridiculous like that. So, as I said, uh, we think it was a record breaking for, for a go home. But the message I want to convey is that you know, your local audiences for any care home, they are reachable on Facebook. And you all know this, Toby, you can reach them by age, you can reach them by interest. Um, so, all those families who are you will be interested in reaching and promoting that word of mouth reputation, they are on Facebook. So increasingly care providers need to be thinking about how using Facebook can help promote their care to people within an age group within their local community. Brilliant. So Simon, I'm just, are we good for yeah. time? Yeah, cool. all with that? Okay. That's just at the time, but we can just- No, what I was gonna say is, we could, we could speak to you, you know, you're talking our language, we could speak to you for hours. But if anyone has any other questions, where's the best way for them to contact you? Um, probably just uh, go to our website, which is www.springup-pr.com forward slash UK. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Adam James, I'm on LinkedIn is a good way to contact me. Um, or hello at springup-pr.com, hello at springup-pr.com. Right. And everyone, don't worry, we're going to put all of Adam's contact details in the show notes. So thanks again, Adam, for coming. That's thanks the end again. of the show. Definitely check out his stuff. The man behind the care staff in pajamas. Yes. So much value. And if you haven't already and you don't want to miss out on future episodes, make sure you follow the show or subscribe to it on whatever is your preferred platform because we are everywhere. <laughs> and then we'll see you next time in Tiba Toby. See you next week. Bye, Toby. Bye, Clement. Bye bye, everyone. Yes. Nice to speak to you. Thank you. Wait.